Robots with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hello and welcome to the Robots Podcast. I am Jana and today is all about the Mobile Micro-Robotics Challenge. Micro-robots for this competition utilize microelectromechanical system technology and are actuated using advanced control systems. The competition has been going since 2007 when it was called RoboCup Nanogram and this year's competition concluded in May at the IEEE International Conference on Robotics and Automation ECRA at the Washington State Convention Center in Seattle. Our interviewer Audro spoke to two of the teams taking part in the challenge when he caught up with them at ECRA. I am at ECRA at the Mobile Microrobotics Challenge. And so I am speaking to a team from University of Hawaii at Manoa. And would you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Leanne. I'm a senior electrical engineering student at Manoa. I'm joined by um, Edward and Carlin, who are... Edward just graduated, and Carlin also is a senior. Would you tell me a bit about the challenge, the mobility challenge? Uh, The mobility challenge was the um, autonomous portion, where you had to traverse three different shapes, uh, a rectangle, a triangle, and a circle, um, as quickly and accurately as possible. Um, Teams were were judged based on time, how big of a robot you had, and um, accuracy, so how many landmarks you hit on on the field. So first, what are these robots? These micro-robotics um, could be anything, really. Um, most teams use um, magnetic dust and use electromagnetics to control them. Our team personally uses bubbles. Um, so we generate our bubbles using a, a laser. Um, the heat... You generate the bubble using a laser? Yes. How does so, that work? Um, we create a, a chamber of silicon oil with a field printed on, on, on top of um, basically a microscope slide. Um, then when you heat a certain point, of the, the silicon oil, it creates differences in th- um, surface tension. So the, the thermal changes um, makes it so the surface tension is less in a certain area at the laser point, which then generates a bubble because of, you know... Differences in surface tension. Yeah. Yes. So then we can control that bubble using that same principle. The bubble wants to go ah, to the laser. by changing the surface tension yeah. of the area around it and moves yes. the bubble? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so do you direct the laser around these shapes and that's how you control where the bubble goes for these challenges? Yes, we um, pick certain points, uh, like critical points. For example, a triangle has three vertices. We pick those three points and then the computer uses math to solve for those lines. And then the laser is just stepped through those, through those lines using XY mirrors. So uh, do you have any sort, is there a vision system on this or how are you looking at what this bubble does? We have a camera looking through a microscope objective lens um, and that's really it, that connected to the computer and that's how you see. And you um, select the points manually where you want it to go? Yes, we pick our points. Um, we were working on a, a visual system using a camera but it's a little less reliable because our fields get dirty and there's particles and sometimes their camera is not the same as our camera so... Um, we, we decided to do manual. So what are some of the major challenges with this? Um, our personal major challenges, uh, our laser strength is, is very critical. If we don't have a strong enough laser or enough focus laser, um, the bubble won't generate or we won't be able to move it efficiently. Um, the scale of the, the competition, because it's on a micro scale. Yes. Uh, so actually, how? So can you relate the scale to something? Um, hair. Hair? <laughs> 
Like, is it one hundredth of the thickness of a hair? It's like the thickness of a hair. <laughs> the thickness of a hair. Yeah. Um, the robots can be no long, oh, no bigger, excuse me, than um, 500 micrometers. So, um, and fields, I think, are three centimeters. No. Yeah, three centimeters long. So the course, the whole total course is three centimeters. So it, it's pretty small. <laughs> And then, so what are some future applications of this kind of research? Um, we've been kind of doing some research into what we, this can be used for. Right now, this is kind of a proof, proof of concept thing, that we can move something so small and move objects around with other small objects. Um, some research is already being done in the medical field, where you can move um, particles and packets of, of medicine through a, a body with micro-robots. Um, and that will give us better precision and quicker recovery time or healing processes and things like that. So um, that's kind of, it's a lot of medical applications so far. Are there applications outside of the medical field? Um, if you are able to have, create a system that can be put onto, for example, that BP oil spill, they can move those microparticles and clean up the spill without having um, humans need to be in the water. I mean, in macro scale things might work, but on a micro scale, if you can move those microparticles quickly, it would be able to clean it a little bit more efficiently. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And then, so how are you? How do you feel about the competition so far? Um, we're enjoying it. We're enjoying ourselves. Um, yesterday we did very well in the, the autonomous portion. We were one of two teams to um, complete the actual challenge. So that kind of secures us first or second place, depending on how well we did in comparison to the other team. Um, today we had some problems moving triangles uh, through the uh, mobility challenge, um, but we we know what, what happened, what what went wrong, um, and how to fix it. So we'll be back next year. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, would you tell me who you are? So I'm uh, Alex Ivan. I'm an assistant professor at uh, the University of uh, Trgoviste, which is located uh, next to the capital city of Bucharest, Romania. Okay. And would you tell me a bit about the microassembly challenge? The microassembly challenge consists of, um, of pushing uh, very small triangular objects, roughly the size of, uh, of, uh, of a human hair, uh, into, into a very narrow channel of uh, less than a millimeter uh, in diameter, more exactly 750 microns, 0.75 millimeters. And uh, the um, winning team uh, will be the one who will uh, introduce, who will insert uh, as much uh, as many um, triangular objects into this channel uh, in a frame ra- in a time frame of um, two minutes. Okay, so um, there are several actuation actuation principles involved, uh, namely mag- electromagnetic. So uh, these micro robotic uh, devices uh, are not tethered. Tethered. Uh, meaning that you cannot wire them. They should be operated uh, wirelessly. So everything happens uh, wirelessly. Non-contact. Uh, yes. non- non-contact. And so you control them with magnetic forces. Yeah, with magnetic forces. So can you tell me a bit about your setup, which uses magnetic forces? Um, we use, uh, in fact, uh, a set of uh, four coils. As you can see here, there are, there are four coils. We have an, uh, an arena. The arena is in the middle. Uh, in the middle region mm-hmm. and uh, inside the arena we have uh, the micro robotic agent which is a neodymium micromagnet of okay. around uh, 220 micrometers each okay. side so it's uh, what i'm looking at is a series of there are four coils here yeah and the four coils are facing 
they're, they're cylinders, and the top part is facing the neodyne magnet, correct? Which is in the center of all four coils. Uh, it kind of looks like a well, plus uh, sign. Well, we will generate um, magnetic gradients. Yes. And um, by generating magnetic gradients, we'll attract the, micro- the neodymium mm-hmm. orient and attract the neodymium magnet uh, towards the, 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 the magnetic gradient field. So uh, with a joystick, we are able to um, drive these four uh, coils mm-hmm. and uh, really do very smooth movements. So what does the neodyne magnet do? The neodyne magnet uh, is the magnetic agent. Okay, it will respond to the magnetic field uh, generated uh, by the coils. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, there will be an attraction, uh, an attraction force. Okay, between so the magnet and the the neodyne magnet. Is that what you're moving? Is that the little yes. micro? Yes. Okay. So uh, the f- coils that are in the plus shape, you put a current through the coils. Mm-hmm. The current going through the coils generates a magnetic field, okay. and that magnetic field is what moves the neodyne magnet, which is the small micro-robot okay. that you're moving, and mm-hmm. it's moving on an XY plane. Exactly. XY and rotation. XY and rotation. Uh, rotation. XYR. So it's a... Okay. I see. Uh, they, they do uh, 5D, so they do also the Z, uh, wow. ATH Z, but they have a more, much more complex uh, setup. So one of the groups behind us. Yeah, yeah. However, we um, we uh, focused on uh, integration. As you can see, we have a really uh, all-inclusive uh, device. Yes, all it's very small. We are the smallest one, yes. from uh, most compact ones, and uh, very low cost. It's based mm-hmm. on um, open source um, uh, technologies. Mm-hmm. You can so you see have a Raspberry, raspberry Pi, Pi with an uh, yeah, yeah, We developed a sort of shield for this one, and. Uh, Okay, a screen, and uh, mm-hmm. probably we would like eventually to advertise on a Kickstarter uh, or that would be something cool. like that. Yeah, so we would in- intend to further uh, develop this product. Mm-hmm. It, it can it can help um, a lot for uh, teaching purpose. For instance, you can uh, you can uh, teach um, actuation principles. You can teach uh, um, image processing. You can uh, teach uh, control systems control. And uh, it's a very well uh, platform. It's a nice little package for it. I agree. So going back to the competition, uh, so you're moving this neodyne magnet, Mm -hmm. and it is pushing around these little triangles to try to assemble or to try to put them together or put them against the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did the competition go? Quite nice. Quite nice. Uh, Many competing teams uh, insert. are able to succeed to insert triangles. We also inserted several ones. We are having, a, just right, right now, we are having a very small issue with uh, a rule, one of the rules, because um, they... Uh, oh, if the triangles go on to the borders. Out of bounds, in bounds, uh, there is... Uh, we are a little... It's not... The ruling is a little bit... Um, I don't know, fuzzy. It's not clear. I see. But, uh, but however, um, we managed to insert, I don't know, like five or six uh, triangles uh, in this, uh, in this uh, two-minute window. And so what are some applications of this technology? Well, the, the main application could be biomedical. For instance, uh, this type of, uh, of task uh, simulates um, pushing uh, objects or pushing medicine, uh, drugs, uh, into, into blood vessels, for instance, or uh, just uh, um, very small or non-invasive surgery. Uh, one day, uh, for instance, uh, robotic agents with some cancer treatment uh, medicines or drugs will be 
will be driven uh, through the body to the tumor and they will uh, locally deliver the chemiostatic chemo uh, medicals drugs and uh, mm -hmm. this is the idea of the future i think um, in the in the future this will re really grow the micro robotics will become more and more uh, developed uh, as uh, the um, as the technology advances towards nanotechnology microtechnology okay. so this this has a huge potential uh, for the future what about uh, microassembly actually building very small robots or something else does this technology go towards that as well yeah yeah you can uh, you can build uh, things yeah. and then what can we do with these small things for instance i can tell you um, Actually, you could build um, 3D microsystems, 3D MEMS, um, besides the medical uh, application, medical potential. And MEMS? MEMS, uh, microelectromechanical micro systems. Okay. So microelectromechanical systems uh, are today uh, based on a planar technology. Okay? But uh, for the future, for a better further integration, some parts of the MEMS could be assembled in a 3D shape. I don't, I don't know, to, for instance, to build more integrated actuators, more uh, lab-on-chips, uh, integrated devices, which are not able to, to, to be put into practice today. So uh, this could be also a way for future uh, more integrated applications. Okay, would this be similar to um, how they're now layering transistors uh, for more space rather than just moving uh, along one plane? Yeah, I'm, I don't know exactly. But that the, doesn't that require mi micro-robots. Uh. Well, I don't know. Probably if one day you will have a very extremely small dies based on this technology, they could be, for instance, taken by uh, micro-robotic uh, manipulators and placed inside very small uh, systems. The idea is to embed intelligence into such small micro-robots. We are mm -hmm. quite far from that, uh, that, that uh, st stage. That, um, or not, not actually intelligence within the robot, but in how you control it. Um, yeah. With an external magnetic field or a laser or however you do it, correct? Yeah. yeah. We are not, uh, yeah. For the moment, we cannot embed the power supply, intelligence. And, in a uh, tiny robot. In a tiny robot in under a millimeter. Mm -hmm. So... But these, these uh, incremental steps uh, will help in the future to, to develop such systems. So it, it is a basic block for the future applications. Mm -hmm. more, we, more we integrate, more we are able to manipulate accurately. This will allow us to build future next generation of uh, robots. Thank you. And that's the end of today's episode. As always, just visit our website at robohub.org to get access to loads more background information, all our past episodes, as well as the latest news and developments in robotics. A brand new podcast episode will air in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye. Microbots with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics.